Hi everyone, this is Chicho. Welcome to my channel and welcome to another podcast. You can find these podcasts on soundcloud.com backslash Chicho, C-H-Y-C-H-O. We are also uploading videos to YouTube and BitChute and holding live stream open discussions on Twitch. The links for you can find in the description of this podcast. And if you do enjoy the content that we're sharing here, you can support this work on patreon.com backslash chicho, C-H-Y-C-H-O. Aside from that, let's take a look at what we got in store for you today. Hi everyone, this is Chicho. Welcome to my channel and welcome to another live stream. Today, today is November 6th. 2023 Mac man salutations hope you're doing well on sensor tube Bronson maniac on sensor tube good afternoon good afternoon and everyone and Keanu Weaver on sensor tube hey Chicho how are you doing well thank you very much sensor tube people kicked in right away today uh way way earlier than uh what do you call it uh twitch and uh rumble kicked in eagles and cycling salutations hi from sensor tube salutations to sensor tube and we got pork cooked pork cooked salutations from twitch kitty cats were sleeping and they just woke up and i didn't open the door to the patio via is gonna go crazy i might have to take a little walk away and open that patio door for him elder god 6 november 2023 let's read let's read gang i'm chicho today is the 6th of november and we're going to continue doing our book readings right we've read nine books so far we pick 21 to read we do a little mathematics we've got 12 more to go right <laughs> micro twist politics let's keep it on politics on yesterday's stream we talked a tremendous amount of politics and I'm uploading a ton of politics videos little short segments right now and we do have political readings here left so maybe we'll do political readings temporary peace salam brother salam from rumble salutations Louis on censor tube censor tube gang censor tube gang <laughs> anti-socialist behavior salutations on twitch mtl beat salutations very nice sweater Joe. thank you i got two of these this is my fall winter sweater i wear these two a lot when one's dirty being washed waiting to get washed i bring out the other one and wear it it's just cozy it's great for reading wow this is my like a research reading sweater All right so fantastic fantastic gang i'm gonna do my little quick little intro thing here and we're gonna get into the readings because let's lose ourselves in some literature all right gang we're on patreon substack subscribe star uh you're definitely welcome uh, to join us there you can definitely support the work on those platforms and for those of you that are supporting this work on those platforms and more on gilded on sensortube on rumble on bitchute on odyssey on twitch gang thank you very much for the support it is in large part because of your support 
that we're able to do what it is that we are doing. Plutonic Polaris, hi. I'm going to work. We'll join later. Awesome, Plutonic Polaris. Enjoy your work. The, the video will be up. Uh, I'm not going to... I was making these videos private when we were uploading to Rumble. Um, when we were just doing Twitch, they were available on Twitch for two weeks to watch the full live streams. And then when we were uploading to Rumble, I was making them private because I wanted to release everything in one shot. But now that we're uploading to Twitch, Rumble, and Odyssey, live stream on all three platforms, I'm not making them private. I might reload them up as, as videos. It's, these platforms are doing weird things. They're making a distinction between live streams and video uploads. Um, so you'll be able to watch these live streams. I'm not going to make them private anymore uh, right off the bat on uh, on Rumble, SensorTube, on, and on Twitch. <laughs> Ryan F. SensorTube, he says on Rumble. Tupper, please, glad I'm able to make this live. I'll uh, need to re-watch yesterday's. I hope it was a juicy one. It was a juicy one, temporary piece. It was very juicy, very juicy. Uh, pretty heavy, pretty heavy, but uh, needed to be needed to be dealt with, really. We needed to be dealt with. Um, gang, we are recording this on a lapel mic. I hope I press button. I did press the record button on the lapel mic. So this audio will be available on soundcloud.com forward slash chicho as a podcast. And it should be available in your favorite podcasting platform. We're on Twitter. We're on Minds. We're on Minds, uh, VK, Gab, Getter, and Substack Notes. Uh, you can definitely follow the work there. And again, gang, thank you very much for the support. And a huge thank you to the mods for having our backs, being here, taking care of business on all of these platforms and uh, Gilded, where... We're sharing a lot of information. Salute, gang. Welcome to our live stream and our community. That intro done. Let's take these guys down and get into some readings. Nice and chill. Let's see if we can lose ourselves in some writings. All right. Let's see if we can lose ourselves in some writings. Oh, yeah. Let me do a count. I like doing a count right up off the bat. Oh, we only got, well, that can't be correct. We got, uh, it says we only got one on uh, Rumble, but I already know we got at least three on Rumble. <laughs> so <laughs> it says we got six people, uh, five, seven people on Sensor 2. We got supposed to be 15 people on um, 16 people. I, that'll slowly go up. Uh, I'm assuming once notifications go up on uh, Twitch, and we're still one on uh, Rumble, but. Uh, definitely the count is uh, is wrong there, I think. Microtwist, the 5th of November, yeah. The the live stream is up on SensorTube. We didn't cut the stream on SensorTube. So if you go to the live section on SensorTube, it's there. It's on Rumble. You can watch it there. And it's on uh, Twitch. It was a good live stream. Needed to be done. Needed to be done. Anti-social behavior, yeah, we covered it. <laughs> Remember, remember the 5th of November, indeed. One strong temporary piece, one strong. Well, it's got to be more than one because I'm on there and temporary piece, you're on there. And uh, Ginger, no, this isn't Ginger. And we know Ryan is on uh, Rumble as well. So that's three, but Rumble says one. So the count is off. Uh, this is actually um, water with uh, electrolytes. Electrolytes and water, so... I was 
I was extremely busy last week. Uh, so I'm doing a little replenishing of electrolytes and whatnot. Salute gang. And I have my tea as well. Doop, doop. Always have my tea. Almost always have my tea. And I got apples. Um, I'm eating apples. I'm eating apples a lot lately. It's good. Uh, oh God, it's so early tonight. I just popped up for my evening snooze. Nice. I like afternoon snoozes. Antisocial behavior. Conclusion. Chicho, stop the steal. Rumble is compromised. Uh, possibly. Possibly. And we're not attached to any platform. I, I, I tell you the truth, I really like BitChute. I, I watch a lot of my videos of the content creators there I watch them on bit shoot um, I do enjoy uh, no no walnuts today uh, uh, Ryan on rumble and I don't know if rumble is compromised some people say it is some people say it's not uh, for me they've treated us well enough uh, and I appreciate that I just don't want to be abused as a content creator as a human being I don't want to be abused sensor tube abuses its creators abuses people like by the way gang I'll give you a heads up on this um, last few videos I've loaded up we're getting a fair bit of views uh, the live stream as well as the little shorts I'm loading up right so we're getting into the top end of the views we usually hit and sensor tube puts a cap on it so as soon as we hit a certain certain number they reduce it again right but one thing I've noticed is sensor tube is uh, shadow banning censoring a lot of comments like a trip on all sides right I I stopped going to where it says you know moderation needs to be approved or something like this I forget what it's called I stopped going there but because we were getting a lot of a lot of views on some of these videos I went mm, let's see what's in there what's what's sensor tube censoring and I went in there I couldn't believe the number of comments that they were censoring I might have approved one I didn't bother approving the rest it doesn't it doesn't matter right I, I mentioned that I wasn't going to moderate that anymore but one person had commented testing shadow banning and I and I mentioned and I just commented I think I said um, yeah I'm not banning you it's censor to like that's what it is and it's the the comments that were being banned or put on put on a bad list by censor to they were pro-palestinian pro-israeli neutral people who didn't care who were talking about different things tons right so anybody that's on censor tube if you're wondering if your comment is being shared or not uh, it's out of my control if if I see certain things uh, then I do comment but there's a lot of stuff that is that is even from a member people or members are following us and have been long time subscribers to my channel on uh, sensor to they're being blocked just so you know just so you know uh, on sensor to piano hey Chicho I have a personal situation regarding my career that I want your opinion on can I start uh, started with you uh, Keanu come to our gilded server I'll, I'll definitely help you out there like give you my feedback on it if it's really quick that I can comment right now I will but if it's something more intricate then uh, and it's not bad to get a opinion from other people as well there's a lot of great people we have on our gilded server that come from different walks of life to have who have had experience beyond my experience and beyond my knowledge 
right behind beyond my lens right perspective reality tunnel however we want to think about it right so put it up to our community um, we have a question or section or go to general there's got to be a folder there and people have asked questions before regarding uh, jobs and careers and stuff like this and people chime in why not it's always good to have different perspectives right uh, as a friend of mine that used to always say um, two heads are better than one there's always something someone else knows that you do not know okay usually a lot more than just one okay uh, let me take this down let me bring the chat back up plague worship hi chicho hope you're doing well i finally catch one of the live streams aha right on right on salutations uh ryan on rumble hmm, perhaps i should join the guild of server the guild of server is really good man uh, gang i like it it's the first place i go to uh in the mornings one of the first places i go to i check my email and guild, and the gilded server to see you know news and stuff like this messages and whatnot so it's pretty good lark bark on sensor too what you doing over there brother <laughs> What other one in Chicho? Awesome. A steel of Lord of Iron. Lord of Iron. Salutations. Thank you very much for the Twitch Prime sub. Subscribe for 12 months. Greetings from Switzerland. Greetings, greetings, brother. Greetings, greetings. Uh, Elder God, I hope Auntie was joking. Uh, I don't know. Auntie, what was Auntie saying? Evening to the conclusion. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Of, of course eg auntie auntie i don't know what auntie was saying who's auntie what's going on <laughs> temper freeze 100 special bonus bonus this week for under <laughs> did you guys see that 3500 $3, a load <laughs> money money $3500 a load oh, really <laughs> okay gang let's get to some readings let's get to some readings that's the 15 minutes of intro it's good zare salutations hope you're doing well on sensor tube i'm still on sensor tube because having my mouth tape shot is a personal kink of mine <laughs> hilarious dralex first time chat salutations hope you're doing well welcome to our live stream on twitch and gang do not forget do not forget free assange free assange free assange julian assange is a publisher and journalist that is being crucified for trying to bring transparency and accountability of capitalist power to humanity something that we desperately desperately need in our societies for more information see wikileaks.org defend.wikileaks.org or countless resources available online let me bring this back up again Oh, where's my scent? Oh, what a second. What's going on here? Come to the server. Yeah, Elder God's telling Ryan to come to the server. Okay, gang, let me tell you what we've read so far. So, grab 21 books, right? So far, this is the stack that we've read, and we've got the rest of the numbers in here, right? So, we've got 12 numbers in here. Lord of Iron can uh, stay long but wanted to drop in and say hi to everyone hope everyone is safe and doing well thank you very much for dropping in uh, lord of iron on on uh, twitch 
Gang, we've read book number six. Book number six is God's equation. Okay. We've read book number 14. Book number 14 is the Tao of the I Ching. Okay. We've read book number 15. We've read book number 15 is Wilhelm Reich in Hell. Right. I'm not pulling them out because we want to get to the new readings. Right. We've read book number seven. Book number seven was Gore Vidal's Perpetual War for Perpetual Peace. We read book number five. Book number five was Dragon Wing, Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman, right? The Death Gate Cycle. Dun, dun, dun. Ten Genshin. Ten, yeah, I don't know what that means. Ten Gang. Ten Gang. Uh, book number 21, Complete Golden Dawn. Book number two. Mere Christianity with C.S. Lewis, book number nine. Uh, the Real Anthony Fauci by J.F.K. Jr. And book number 10, uh, Beyond the Green Zone by Darjamal, right? So those are the ones we've read. Let's fold these up, put them on the side because I'm going to put them back in the, in the hat again after we've done the reading, right? Bronson Maniac, Hei Cho on Sensor Tube. Do you have any book recommendations that are similar to Perpetual War for Perpetual Peace? Similar to Perpetual, um, if you want a heavier read that's more domestic oriented, but it does have a little bit of foreign policy involved in it, is uh, Chris Hedges and Joe Sacco's Days of Destruction, Days of Re Revolt. Days of Destruction, Days of Revolt by Chris Hedges and Joe Sacco. And we've read excerpts from it as well right depressing depressing and it was a few years ago and it's predicting what is happening or documenting what is happening with the collapse of the western world that's specifically related to the united states economically right so perpetual war for perpetual peace um, days of destruction days of revolt fast read perpetual war for perpetual peace long read but it also has joe sacco's uh, comic book journalist he really coined the term comic book journalism with his uh, uh, graphic novels gaza uh, palestine with his graphic novel palestine really he coined the term um, comic book journalism right and palestine gang and he came up with that book when was i have it here where is it um maybe i don't have it here it could be in one of my boxes no i must be here where is it um i haven't pulled it out for a long time because it's it's really depressing i i haven't read the whole thing i've read about a th third or quarter of it and it's so depressing so depressing and you can look at the situation right now and uh, what's going on in the Middle East? Where is it? Oh, here it is, right there. This book. Okay. Palestine. Joe Sacco. Okay, Palestine. This was put out um, a long time ago. First printing uh, 20, uh, 2001. So 22 years ago, I thought it was in the 90s actually, but uh, 21 years ago, okay? 
So 21 years ago, he wrote Palestine. Like literally, I haven't finished this because it's just, it's just deep. And Joe Sacco's, I've read, I don't know, three or four of his graphic novels, right? Very good. Um, what do you call it? The letters from, uh, anyway, the, the, I forget the name of it. The, uh, the one about the Yugoslavia, Sarajevo. Sarajevo was really good. Uh, but I couldn't get through this. I was just like, oh man, it was breaking your heart. So uh, I'd, I've only read about a quarter of it. Uh, but he's the artist in Days of Destruction, Days of Revolt. And I read all of that. Uh, and it was very good. Very good. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Okay. Okay, gang. Let's pull a number. Let's pull a number and read excerpts from one of these books. What number we're going to pick, gang? What number we're going to pick? What number we're going to pick? What number are we? Oh, hell to God, you rock on Rumble. To a window from Palestine, somewhere to ceasefire, to whatever, yeah, whatever. Put those two books on the buy list. Put, okay, awesome. I hope you enjoyed them, Branson. They, they are depressing. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> We've already read number nine. Number nine was uh, the <laughs> Fauci's. Oh my God. <laughs> Baseman on Twitch, hope all uh, all are doing well. So happy for the stream today. Me too, me too. Gang, I'm pulling a number. No numbers coming in. I'm pulling a number. I'm pulling a number. What do we got? What do we got? Number eight. Number eight. What's number eight? What's number eight? Oh, this is a book I haven't read. This is a book I haven't read. We never make mistakes. Alexander Solozinsky. Alex, Alexander Solozinsky. We never make mistakes. Okay. Nobel Prize winning author of the First Circle and Cancer Ward. I haven't. Sorry, it's 19. It's always 19. I haven't read anything from this writer. Okay. Um, it's... I've known about this writer. Okay. And I've heard he does amazing writing. Translated by Russian by Paul W. Blackstock. Two short novels. Okay. So, gang, what page should we read? Random moose brains on Twitch. Salutations. Salutations. What page should we read, gang? What page should we read? What page should we read? While you think about it, I'm just going to read the back cover. Okay. Alexander. Solozinski, the Nobel Prize winning author of The First Circle and Cancer Ward, first published these two works in the January 1963 issue of the Soviet Library Magazine, Novi Mir, which also first published 
his one day in the life of, of Ivan, I've heard about this, Ivan uh, Denisovich, Ivan Denisovich, the book that uh, catapulted him to world attention. Now translated into English and published in paperback for the first time, We Never Make Mistakes comprises two powerful short novels that further confirm Zulazinski's place in the tradition of the great Russian novelists. In, quote, An Accident at Krichvka Station, end quote, Red Army Lieutenant Velesi the name I'm gonna brutalize all these names, man. Uh Sotov is uh, confronted at his World War II Rail Junction Command with the problem of a of a disturbing army str- uh, strangler. The young lieutenant's decision and the events leading up to it are presented with the same attention to realistic detail and the quiet emotional impact of one day in the life of Ivan Denisovich. In uh, Matryonov's house, uh, Zulazinsky portrays an old peasant woman who lives in her izba with a goat, a lame cat, and numerous mice. Matria Ona's ten, uh, tenacious and humorous struggle against cold, hunger, and greedy relatives are predicted with un, unspire, unsparing honesty, told by a young man who, after her death, finally understands who she was. Right? Who she was. Oh, thank you. A key watches is to give me the right pronunciation. Soul. Zen Nizd in Sol 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 Zen Nizd in Sol Zen Nizd in Solanistin 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 Elder Goss coming in with page 38 let's go to page 38 we're going to read this squishy guy chicho your stream is perfectly timed just got done with a um, uniform uh, inspection and they f uh, f me up for missing a spot shaving oh no hello uh lucas and welcome lucas palm to first time chat nitsen nitsen ah nice thank you pathfinder Solas eats in. Now I'm getting all messed up on sensor too. Pathfinder. Solits in eats in. Nitsin. Solzenitsin. 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 Gang, let's go to page 38. And page 38 is from the first. Uh, da, 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 da. So page 38 is going to be from the first story okay as an incident at krechatovka station okay hola milk boy on twitch 
<laughs> oh my god, on Twitch is like, Chicho on Russian, I'm afraid. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> page 38, gang. Let's go to page 38. Let's go see if there's a break here. Um, where we can start off at a good place. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like any there are any sort of segment breaks in this. So okay, let's start it from here. I'm starting from midway, midway from page 37 okay it looks like it might be a good place to start right so we do and we'll read a few pages hopefully there isn't too many crazy words russian words in this okay so an incident at krechtovka station by soloz Solzhenitsyn, Solzhenitsyn, Alexander Solzhenitsyn from the book, We Never Make Mistakes, and this is the first story, an incident at Krechtovka station, starting at page, in the middle of page 37. Okay. But this was impossible. Although it wasn't really bothering him, he straightened his collar with the red square on the green tab and adjusted his glasses. No, Volia, I won't go anywhere else. However, our work is waiting for us. What are we sitting here talking for? He put his cap back on his head, whereupon the expression on his, on his open, nub-nosed face became very serene. The girl looked at him sullenly and agreed well all right vasily vasilich she sighed with great difficulty she raised herself from her her leaning position and holding the list in her hand went out he blinked confused and perplexed maybe if she would come back and ask him once more firmly he would agree but she didn't come back. Zoltov couldn't explain to anyone why he lived in a poorly heated, grimy izba with the old woman and her three grandchildren and slept on the short, hard, uncomfortable chest. The enormous, cruel mob in the barracks where he lived in 1941 laughed at him on the few occasions when he said, that he loved his wife and would remain true to her during the entire war and that he hadn't completed uh, and he had complete confidence in her too his practical minded friends all laughed wildly patted him on the shoulder and advised him not to waste himself since then he had never spoken to anyone about this but he was very lonely especially when he woke up in the dark in the dark of the night and thought about his wife and about how things were for her there 
far, far away, awaiting the birth of his child and under the German occupation. But it was not because of his wife that he refused uh, Volia. It was because of Pauline. Not only because of Pauline either, but because of he really didn't know. Pauline, a dark, short-haired woman from Kiev with a dull, lustless face, was the one who lived with Aunt Frosia and worked at the post office. Whenever he had time, Vasily would go to the post office and read the latest newspapers. The bundles were always a few days late. He would frequently read the news in all the papers, not in just one or two. Certainly, the post office was not a library, and nobody was obligated to allow him to read. But Pauline understood how he felt and always brought the newspapers to the end of the counter where he stood in the cold and read. As with Zoltov, so also was Pauline. The war was not an incessant swing of an ever-moving wheel. Rather, it touched the vital center of her life, now and for all future time. In order to guess what the future might hold, Pauline would open the newspaper anxiously and with trembling hands and would reach for bits of news that would tell her how the war was progressing. They often read together and showed each other the most important places in the news. For both of them, these newspapers replaced the letters which neither ever ever received. Pauline read carefully through all the reports of military episodes, trying to guess if her husband had been involved. On advice from Zolov, she even read the articles about machine gun and tank tactics in Red Star, the army newspaper, wrinkling her smooth forehead over them. Vasily read aloud to her, excitedly, articles by Ilya in Rinberg. Sometimes he asked Pauline if he could clip some articles for himself from papers that were not delivered. He fell in love with Pauline, her child, and her mother in a way that people who have never known misfortune cannot understand. He always brought some sugar uh, from his own rations for her little son. During all the times that they read the newspapers together, he never once dared touch her pale hands, not because of her husband, nor because of his wife, but because of the sacred grief that united them. Pauline was the person closest to him in Krechtovka. No, on this side of the entire front, she represented the eyes of his conscience and his truth. How could he go to live with Valia? What would Pauline think of him? Even without Pauline, he, he could not have casually consoled himself with a, any woman when everything he loved was in danger of being lost. It was also not easy to admit to Valia and to the lieutenants on the shift that there were evenings when he read 
a particular book, the only one which he had taken from some library during his bustling travels that year, and which he always carried with him in his duffel bag. The book was the thick blue first volume of Karl Marx's Capital, printed on the rough paper of the 1930s, which had turned dark with age. During all the five years of this, of his student days, he had dreamt of reading this most desirable book. More than once, he got he got it out of the institute library, and I tried to make a um, synopsis of it. He kept the book out by the semester, by the year, but there was never any time. There were always meetings to attend, social burdens and examinations. Without having finished a single page of his, of his summary, he returned the book at the time of the, of the June examinations. Even when they were studying uh, political economy, the best time to read Capital, the teacher talked him out of it, saying, quote, you'll drown in it, end quote. In, instead, he advised him to use Lapidus as a textbook and to take notes from the lectures. Really, there was not time for anything else. Now, in the autumn of 1941, in the glow of great anxiety, Zoltov could find time here in this hole for capital. So he did. When, when off-duty in hours spared from his general education or from district, district party committee tasks, in his quarters at Av Avdev's house, in the living room, which was filled with uh, philandrin and aloe, he sat at a rickety little table. He read by the light of a, a kerosene lamp. A small diesel engine wasn't adequate to provide power for all the houses in the settlement, stroking the rough, rough pages with his fingers. He read it the first time his uh, comprehension, the second for mark, marketing and underscoring, marking and underscoring, and the third for a rapid summary, trying finally to get it all through his head. The worse the news from the war became, the more he buried himself in this thick blue book. Vasily thought that it had, that if he could assimilate everything in just this one volume and memorize all of it in an orderly fashion, he would be invincible, invulnerable, and could not be overcome in any ideological skirmish. But there were few such hours and few such evenings. He made notes on only a few pages because Antonio Ivanova got in the way. She, too, was living at Avdeva's house, having come from Lysok and remaining there in uh, Krechtovaka. She soon became the manager of a dining room. She was very enter enterprising and such a buxom and strong woman that there wasn't much scandal connected with her dining room. As Zotov later found out, 
In exchange for one ruble, she covered the bottom of a clay bowl with hot, gray, greaseless water in which a few noodles were swimming. For a deposit of another ruble, those who didn't want to drink all this out of the bowl could use a crocked wooden spoon. For herself, Antonio Ivanova would tell Adeyev to set up the uh, samovar and then would bring bread and fresh butter to her host's table. She couldn't have been more than 25 years old, but had the appearance of a mature woman with her blood ha blonde hair combed straight back from her face. She always greeted the lieutenants warmly and cordially. He answered her absent-mindedly and for a long time thought she was a near relative of the owner of the house. Leaning over his volume, he didn't hear her returning late from work and didn't notice that she kept walking through his living room, which gave access to her own bedroom, from there to the owner's room, and back again to her own. Suddenly, she came up to him and asked, What are you always reading, comrade lieutenant? He covered the volume with his notebook and answered her reluctantly. On another occasion, she asked, What do you think? Isn't it dangerous for me to leave my door unlocked at night? Zoltov answered her, What's there to be afraid of? I'm here with my pistol. Again, a few days later, sitting over his book, he realized that the walking back and forth had ceased as if she had left her room. He looked up and was dumbfounded. Right there in his room, she had fixed herself a place to sleep on the divan and was already lying down with her hair falling over the pillow and her bare white shoulders uncovered. He stared at her and didn't quite know what to do. I'm not disturbing you here, am I? She asked with a little laugh. Vasily got up and his wits end. He had already started to walk rapidly toward her, but stopped at the sight of her fat, thievish face. It revolted him. He couldn't speak. His throat tightened with uh, revulsion. He turned, closed the volume of capital, found the time and strength to put it back in his duffel bag, and rushed over to get his cap and coat, which were hanging on a nail. On the way, he took off his belt, which was cumbersome with his pistol on it, and carrying it in his hand, dashed out the door without a backwards glance. He went, he went out into the pitch black darkness. Not even a glimmer of light could be seen, neither from the masking paper covered windows, nor from the darkly overcast sky, and the cold wet autumn wind still whipped and lashed at as it had all day, stumbling through puddles, holes, and mud. Vasily turned into a side entrance of the station, not realizing at first that he was still carrying his belt and pistol. He seethed with 
such helpless resentment that he almost wept as if carried away by the dark stream of his emotions. This continues really nicely. Nice read. I don't want to read anymore on this because I'm getting lost in it, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> but we're supposed to be reading excerpts. What a nice read. What a nice read. Aside from the names that are stumbling me, uh, it flows beautifully. And we went to page, by the way, we went to page 42, almost at the end of page 42. Okay, almost at the end of page 42. Bronson Maniac left the sensor tube stream, figured this was the better platform to support from along, alongside Rumble. Indeed, thank you very much. Dr. P, greetings, greetings. Elder God, you've read this. Fantastic read, gang. Nice read. I really liked it. This was number eight. This was number eight. Fun. Fun. Very cool. Very cool. Now, let's read another excerpt. And it's an easy read. And it's an easy read. Allah God, a straggler, a person or animal that is last in a group to do something or the last to get, get to or leave. Fenix 628, hi Chicho, glad to finally catch a live stream. Cheers from Alberta, cheers brother, salutations neighbor. Elder God's going book number 19, book number 19, book number 19. Let's roll, let's roll. Let's see what we're going to read. Christian Coppell, salutations from Sensor 2. What do we got? Book number one, book number one. It's a C.S. Lewis book. Which one is it? Which one is it? Fern Seed and Elephants, book number one. In the last stream, we read, I'll pick that up later. In the last stream, we read a C.S. Lewis book as well. <laughs> no, not C.S. Lewis. He said, this is uh, very good. It's not uh, Christian-based, okay? It's not Christian-based. Random moose brains. I always enjoy these streams and the book assortment. Yeah, so this is a book by C.S. Lewis. Uh, C.S. Lewis, Fern Seed and Elephants, and other essays on Christianity. Well, I guess it is on Christianity, okay? But I don't remember it. I read this a long time ago, like so long ago, like three and a half decades ago, okay? And I've read a little bit since then as well I'll just come back to it a little, later read a little bit 
I don't remember it being too heavy on uh, Christianity. But this has got, how many does it have? Membership and address, uh, preface, what's the membership? Okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight essays in here, from what I understand. <laughs> I really like fern seed and elephants because it's really about uh, the elephant in the room right when people here's the whole thing let's see if it'll remain focus right so first seed an elephant is the essay that really stuck with me because it was really about uh the premise was this that if you're in a room there are people who will be able to see a fern seed in the corner right but they won't see the elephant in the room okay um so should I pick the page in this, or you guys want to pick a page? And this has got... You know, 100 and something pages. Fernsey and an Elephant starts on page 104. So maybe we should just start reading page 104. Do you guys agree? Should we read just the intro, the beginning part? Efficiency... Uh, so the sections are this, membership, learning in wartime, that might be great as well. On forgiveness, that might be great as well. His, uh, historicism, the world's last night, religion and rocketry, the efficiency of prayer and fern seed and elephants. 104 sounds good. Elder God, we're going with 104. So gang... Fern Seed and Elephants, a collection of essays by C.S. Lewis. Okay, and we're going to the last essay. And we're going to read a little bit of it. Okay, just a few pages, probably around three or four pages. Fern Seed and Elephants. Okay. Starting at page 10. Oops, let me do it over here. Fern Seed and Elephants, starting at page 104. Okay. And this is one of the longer essays, so we're not going to read the whole thing. Uh, we'll read until a nice break presents itself. And uh, I don't know when this was written. Do we have the date for this? Uh, no, we don't have the date for when Fern Seed and Elephants was written. I'm assuming it'd be sometime in the 1940s, maybe. Okay. Fern seed and elephants. This paper arose out of a convent, uh, conversation I had with the principal one night last summer. A book of Alec Vittl Vidlers happened to be lying on the table and expressed my reaction to the sort of theology it contained. My reaction was a hasty and ignorant one, produced with the freedom that comes after dinner. One thing led to another, and before we were done, I was saying a good deal more than I had meant about the type of thought which, 
so far as I could gather, is now dominant in many theological colleges. He then said, I wish you would come and say all this to my young men. He knew, of course, that I was extremely ignorant of the whole thing, but I think his idea was that you ought to know how a certain sort of theology strikes the outsider. Though I may have nothing but misunderstandings to lay before you, you ought to know that such misunderstandings exist. That sort of thing is easy to overlook inside one's own circle. The minds you daily meet have been conditioned by the same studies and prevalent opinions as your own. That may mislead you, for of course, as priests, it is the outsiders you will have to cope with. You exist in the long run for no other purpose. The proper study of shepherds is sheep, not save, not save accidentally other shepherds. And woe to you if you do not evangelize. I am not trying to teach my grand grandmother. I am a sheep telling shepherds what only a sheep can tell them. And now I start my relating. There are two sorts of outsiders, the uneducated and those who are educated in some way but not in your way. How you, how, how you are to deal with the first class if you hold views like Lucy's or Schwitzer's or Baltman's or Telich's or even Alec Wittler's, I simply don't know. I see, and I'm told that you, you see, that it would be it would hardly do to tell them what you really believe a theology which denies the historic historic city historicity of nearly everything in the gospels to which christian life and affections and thought have been fastened for nearly two millennia which either denies the miraculous together or more strangely after swallowing the camel of the resurrection strains at such gnats as the feeding of the multitudes. If offered to the uneducated man can produce only one, one or other of two effects. It will make him a Roman Catholic or an atheist. What you offer him, he will not recognize as Christianity. If he holds to what he calls Christianity, he will leave a church in which he is no longer taught and look for one where it is. If he agrees with your ver version, he will no longer call himself a Christian and no longer come to church. In his crude course way, he would respect you much more if he did the same. An experienced clergyman told me that what that most liberal priests faced with this problem have recalled from its grave the late medieval conception of two truths, a picture truth which can be preached to the people and an esoteric truth for use among the clergy. I shouldn't, I shouldn't think you will enjoy this conception which when 
you have to put it into practice I'm sure if I had to produce um, picture truth to a per per parishioner in great anguish or understand fierce temptation and produce them with this seriousness and fervor which his condition demanded while knowing all the time that I didn't exactly only in some Pickwickian sense believe him myself I'd find my forehead getting red and damp and my collar getting tight but that is your headache not mine you have all you have after all a different sort of collar I claim to belong to the second group of outsider educated but not theoretically theologically educated how one member of that group feels I must now tell to tell I must now try to tell you the undermining of the old orthodoxy has been mainly the work of divines engaged in New Testament criticism the authority of experts in this discipline is the authority in difference to whom we are asked to give up a huge mass of beliefs shared in common by the early church the fathers the middle ages the reformers and even the 19th century i want to explain what it is that makes me skeptical about this authority ignorantly skeptical as you will all too easily see but the skepticism is the fa father of the ignorance it is hard to perceive in a close setting a close study when you can work up no prima facie confidence in your teacher teachers first then whatever these men may be as biblical critics i distrust them as critics they seem to me to lack uh, literally literary judgment to be in imperceptive about the very quality of the text they are reading it sounds a strange charge to bring against men who have been steeped in those books all their lives but that might be just the trouble a man who has spent his youth and manhood in the minute study of the new testament text and of other pe other people's study of them whose literary experience of those texts lacks any standard of com uh, comparison such as can only grow from a wide and deep and genuine experience of literature in general is i should think very likely to miss the obvious things about them if he tells me that something is a gospel in legend or romance i want to know how many legends or romances he has read how well his palate is trained in detecting them by the flavor not how many years he has spent on that gospel but i had better turn to examples in what is already a very old com commentary i read that the fourth gospel is regarded by one school as a spiritual romance a poem not a history or to uh, poem not a history to be judged by the same canons as nathan's parable the book of joa paradise lost or more exactly pilgrim's progress after a man has said that 
why need one attend to anything else he says about any book in the world note that it regards pilgrim's progress a story which professes to be a dream and flaunts its allegorical nature by every single proper name it uses as the closest parallel note that the whole epic uh, pan panoply of milton goes for nothing but even if we leave out the grosser absurdities and keep to joa the insensitiveness is crass joa is a tale with as few even pretended historical attachments as job grotesque in incidents and surely not without a distinct though of course edifying vein of typically jewish humor then turn to john read the dialogue that with the sumerian woman as the uh, at the well or that which follows the healing of the man born blind look at his pictures jesus if i may use the word uh, bodling with his finger in the dust the un unforgettable unforgettable i have been reading poems romances vision literature legend myth all my life i know what they are like i know that not one of them is like this of this text there are only two possible views either this is a um, reportage though it may no doubt contain errors pretty close up to the facts ne uh, nearly as close as boswell or else some unknown writer in the second century without known pre uh, predecessors or successors suddenly anticipated that the whole technique of modern novelistic realistic narrative if it is untrue it must be narrative of that kind the reader who doesn't see this has simply not learned to read i would recommend him to read orbach here from Boltan's theory of the New Testament, page 30, is another. Observe in what unsimulated fashion the prediction of the Paros, Mark 838, follows upon the predictions of the Passion 831. What can he mean, unassimilated? Boltan believes that uh, predictions of the parousia are older than those of the passion he therefore wants to believe and no doubt does he be does believe that when they occur in the same passage from um, discrepancy or unassimilation must be pre precipitable between them but surely he foists this on the text with shocking lack of perception. Peter has confessed Jesus to be the anointed one. That flash, uh, flash of glory is hardly over between the dark prophecy begins. Over before the dark prophecy begins. That the Son of Man must suffer and die. 
then this contrast is repeated. Peter, raised for a moment by his confession, makes his false, false step, the Cushing rebuff, get thee behind me, follow, follows. Then across that momentary ruin, which Peter, as so often becomes the voice of the master, turning to the crowd, generalizes the moral. All, this all his followers must take up the cross. This avoidance of suffering, this self-preservation, is not what life is really about. Then more def definitely still, the summons to martyrdom. You must stand to your tackling. If you dis disown Christ here and now, he will disown you later logically emotionally imaginatively the sequence is perfect only a baltan could think otherwise finally from the same baltman the personality of jesus has no importance for the kigman either of paul or of john indeed the tradition of the earliest church did not even unconsciously preserve a picture of his personality Every attempt to reconstruct one remains a play of subjective imagination. So there is no personality of our Lord presented in the New Testament. Though what strange process has this learned German gone in order to make himself blind to what all men except him see? What evidence have we that we he would recognize a personality if it were there. For it is Boltman, contra mundum. If anything whatever is common to all believers and even to many unbelievers, it is the sense that in the gospel they have met a personality. There are characters whom we know to be historical, but of whom we do not feel that we have any personal knowledge. Knowledge by um, acquaintance, such as Alexander, Attila, or William of Orange. There are others who make no claim to historical reality, but whom, nonetheless, we know as we know real people. Falstaff, Uncle Toby, Mr. Pickwick. But there are only three characters who, claiming the first sort of reality also actually have the second and surely everyone knows who they are plato's socrates the jesus of the gospels and boswell's johnson our acquaintance with them shows itself in a dozen ways when we look into the apocryphal gospel we find ourselves constantly saying of this or that religion. No, it's a fine saying, but not his. That wasn't how he talked, just as we do with all pseudo-Johnsonia. We are not in the least per perturbed by the contrast which uh, within each character the union in Socrates of silly, silly and scabrous titters about Greek uh, pedestry 
with the highest mythical fervor and the homeliest good sense in Johnson of profound gravity and melancholy with that love of fun and nonsense which Boswell never understood though Fanny Burry did in Jesus of peasant shrewdness intolerable severity and irresistible tenderness so strong is the flavor of the personality that even while he says th things which on any assumption than that of divine incarnation is the fullest sense in the fullest sense would be appallingly arrogant yet we and many unbelievers too accept him as his own valuation when he says quote i am meek and lowly of heart end quote when those passages in the new testament with superficially which superficially and in intention are most concerned with the divine and least with the human nature bring us face to face with the personality i am not sure that they don't do this more than any other any others we believe his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of graciousness and reality which we have looked upon and our hands have handled that was in quotes which is gained by trying to evade or dissipate this shattering uh, in immediacy of personal contact by talk about quote that significant which the early church found significance which the early church found that it was impelled to attribute to the master master end quote this hits us in the face not what they were impelled to do but what impelled them i begin to fear that by personality dr baltman means what he should call impersonality what you'd get in a dictionary of national biography articles or an obituary or a victorian life and letter of yeshua bar yosef in three volumes with photographs ended there Fernseed elf fern seed and elephants and this was the last essay in this book definitely heavy reading definitely heavy reading and I got a feeling when I said the fern seed in the corner elephant in the room maybe he gets into it later or maybe it's in another essay i'm not i'm so sure now <laughs> right i haven't touched these forever i haven't touched these forever cheryl how are you doing on twitch hope you're doing well first time chat you mo most salutations lonely piggy yo yo what's up everyone elder god originally titled modern theology and the biblical criticism 1959 1959 cool thanks elder god elder god published 1981 under the title christian reflections which 
is the name I read it under in 1986. Okay, okay. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. And gang, do not forget. Do not forget. Free Assange. Free Assange. Free Assange. Julian Assange, the publisher and journalist that is being crucified for trying to bring transparency and accountability of capital's power to humanity. Something that we desperately, desperately need in our societies. For more information, see wikileaks.org, defend.wikileaks.org, or countless resources available online. What should we pick? What should we pick? Or what are we going to pick? Elder God says number 19. What is number 19 anyway? Gudul Asherbah. Gudul Asherbah is a twist and a half. Let's go number 19. I want 19. I need 19. Free Julian 19. Free Julian 19. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, we can't read this one. We can't read this one. Elder God. Wow, maybe we should read this one. Okay, we gotta read this one. It it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'll give you guys one guess what it is. Elder God, what is it? Plutonic plurals. You say it's 18. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Elder God. You you're gonna need a drink on this one. But this one, I can tell you, it's not direct as the other two were please no more with it <laughs> number three c.s lewis screw tape letters <laughs> the hat has spoken elder god the hat has spoken but this is Feels strong, man. Great. <laughs> Elder God's like <laughs> Plutonic Plurus 18 divided by 6 is 3. Screw tape letters. This isn't direct uh, talk about Christianity. Okay. This book I really like. This is aside from the fiction books that C.S. Lewis has written. And this is sort of fiction, I guess. It's on the boundary. Uh, theology thinking books and stuff like this this is my favorite book aside from the three sci-fi book out of thought this is my favorite book from c.s lewis this was brilliant this is a conversation that a demon superior demon is having with a lower level demon that the lower level demon i'm coming to remove your c.s lewis collection of the gods lower level demon is uh, has been assigned to corrupt a uh, human being. Okay. To corrupt a human being. Okay. <laughs> Plutonic word. C.S. Lewis is also great philosophy, of course. Great philosophy. Great philosophy. Hafanen. Love what Screwtape teaches about deception. Yeah, it's... This really... This really made me sort of take a double take right and i remember trying to look look this up and i believe i came across writings where it says c.s lewis wouldn't uh discuss how 
he came up with this and why he came up with this right elder god this story has been used in a movie but i will not give the title uh, is that the uh, the one that al pacino was in elder god is that the one you're thinking about what page should we read gang screw tape letters screw tape letters what page should we read what page should we read and it's got lots of beautiful little line work super cool here's a picture of one demon oh that's page 19 or chapter 19 the one with Keanu <laughs> the one with Keanu what <laughs> right. What page should we read? Devil's Advocate is for children. Haha. letters screw tape letters let's see here let's read this check this out just the beginning part so let's start reading a little bit maybe we'll read let's see if this is broken into chapters you know what we'll go to chapter 19 elder god so we get 19 in there as well yeah it, it was it was trippy right plutonic pluris old brit old brit gang screw tape letters by c.s lewis letters from a senior to a junior devil okay we're going to read chapter 19 or the 19th letter i guess but i'm just going to read the beginning part here okay i'm just going to read the beginning part here quote the best way to drive up the devil drive out the devil if he will not yield to texts of scripture is to jeer and flout him for he cannot bear scorn end quote and that's luther and then from Thomas More, the devil, the prouder spirite, cannot endure to be mocked. Mock the devil. Mock the devil. Chapter 19. Here's 19. Okay, it's got some nice line work nice line art okay this is page 82 okay page 82 and it's just you know what one two three and a half pages it's just three and a half pages okay and we'll read it 
My dear Wormwood, I have been thinking very hard about the question in your last letter. If, as I have clearly shown, all selves are being their very are are by their very nature in comp competition, and therefore the enemy's idea of love is a contradiction in terms. What becomes of my re reiterated warning that ha that he really loves the human vermin and really desires their freedom and continued existence. I hope, my dear boy, you have not shown my letter to anyone. Not that it matters, of course. Anyone would see that the appearance of heresy into which I have fallen is purely accidental. By the way, I hope you understand, too, that some apparently uncomplimentary references to slop gob were purely uh, jocular jocular I really have the highest respect for him and of course some things I said about not shielding you from the authorities were not seriously meant you can trust me to look after your interests but do keep everything on under lock and key the truth is, I slipped by mere carelessness into saying that the enemy really loves the humans. That, of course, is an impossibility. He is one being. They are distinct from him. Their good cannot be his. All his talk about love must be a disguise for something else. He must have some real motive for creating them and take taking so much trouble about him taking so much trouble about them the reason one comes to talk as if he really had this impossible love is our utter failure to find out the real motive what does he stand to make out of them that is the insoluble question i do not see that that it can do any harm to tell you that this very problem was a chief cause of our father's quarrel with the enemy. When the creation of man was first mooted, and when, even at that stage, the enemy freely confessed that he foresaw a certain episode about a cross, our father very naturally sought an interview and asked for an explanation. The enemy gave no reply except to produce the cock and bull story about disinterested love which he had been circulating ever since. This our father naturally cannot accept. His impl he implored the enemy to lay his cards on the table and gave him every opportunity. He admitted that he felt a real anxiety to know the secret. The enemy replied, quote, I wish with all my heart that you did end quote it was i imagine at this stage in the interview that our father's disgust at such an unprovoked lack of confidence caused him to remove himself in infinite distance from the presence with a suddenness which has given rise to the ridiculous enemy story that he was forcibly thrown out of heaven since then we have begun to see why our oppressor was so secretive. His throne 
depends on the secret. Members of his faction have frequently admitted that it that if ever we came to understand what he means by love, the war would be over and we would re-enter heaven. And there lies the great task. We know that he cannot really love. Nobody can. It doesn't make sense. If we could only find out what he is really up to, hypothesis after hypothesis has been tried and still we couldn't find out. Yet we must never lose hope. More and more complicated theories, further and further collections of data, richer rewards for researchers who make progress, more and more terrible punishments for those who fail. All this pursued and accelerated to the very end of time cannot surely fail to succeed. You complain that my last letter does not make it clear whether I regard being in love as a desirable state for a human or not. But really, Wormwood, that is the sort of question one expects them to ask. Leave them to discuss whether love or patriotism or celibacy, celibacy or candles on altars or titolism or education are good or bad. Can't you see there is no answer? Nothing matters at all except the tendency of a given state of mind in given circumstances to move in a particular patient as a particular moment nearer to the enemy or nearer to us. Thus, it would be quite a good thing to make the patient decide that, quote, love is good or bad. If he is an arrogant man with a contempt for the body really based on decency, but mistaken by him for purity, and one who takes pleasure in flouting what may most of his followers approve, by all means, let him decide against love. Instill into him an overviewing, overweening uh, eclectism and then, when you have separated his sexuality from all that might humanize it, weigh in on him with it in some much more brutal and cynical form. If, on the other hand, he is an emotional, gullible man, feed him on minor poets and fifth-rate fifth novelists and the old school until you have made him believe that love is both irres irresistible and somehow intrinsically um, mer meritorious. This belief is not much help, I grant you, in producing casual unchastity, but it is in um, incomparable recipe for prolonged, noble, romantic, tragic adulteries ending, if all goes well, in murders and suicides. Failing that, it can be used to steer the patient into a useful marriage. For marriage, though the enemy's invention has its uses, there must be several young women in your patient's neighborhood who would r render the Christian life 
intensely difficult to him if only one would pursue persuade him to marry one of them please send me a report on this when you next write in the meantime get it quite clear in your own mind that this state of falling in love is not in itself necessary necessarily favorable either to use or or to the other side or either either to us or to the other side it is simply an occasion which we and the enemy are both trying to exploit like most of the other things which humans are excited about such as health and sickness age and youth or war and peace it is from the point of view of the spiritual life mainly raw material your affectionate uncle screw tape that's the lesser demon and that's screw tape right the enemy is god uh, our father is the devil uh, the patient is the person that screw tape is um, uh, advising wormwood to corrupt screw tape letters by c.s lewis letters from a senior to a junior devil fun read you can consider it to be fiction fun read fun read interesting read interesting read um, interesting read as far as I'm concerned Jack Morris on sensitive salutations Christian cocktail salutations uh, Elgot, on the day of scheduled execution, a convicted serial killer gets a psychiatric evaluation during which he claims that's the movie you linked up. Elgot, what is that movie? I gotta look into this. I'm gonna open this up. Hopefully, it doesn't affect our stream. Let me check this out. What is this? Have I seen this movie? Nefarious. Oh, I've seen this a long time ago long oh yeah this was trippy this was very trippy this was very good this was very good if i creepy as hell right on the day of a scheduled execution the convicted serial killer gets a psychiatric evaluation during which he claims he is a demon and further claims that before their time is over the psychiatrist will commit three murders of his own yeah 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 Plutonic Pluris, uh, Family Policy Alliance. Nefarious is based on a, the book A Nefarious Plot by Christian, Christian talk show host Steve Deese, which brings to light the devil's dark work in destroying lives, written in a style similar to C.S. Lewis, The Screwtape Letters. Oh, I didn't make that connection before. What? Uh, movie is with uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, the young Indiana Jones. Okay, we'll try out. 
on an occasion. I gotta watch that again. I gotta watch that again. Piscos on Twitch, man of culture. Chiha, certainly interesting, interesting, interesting. Have you got any, uh, have you got some brain food by any chance, brother Chicho? Brain food, um, brain food would be book 19 that Elder God keeps on wanting us to read. Guru Escher Bach. I read a hundred, I've read only 105 pages of Guru Escher Bach. And this was 25 years ago. And I realized I wasn't smart enough to continue reading because I was reading, I would, I would read a paragraph three or four times and then read a page and a half, a couple of pages, three pages, and then go, aha, and then have to go back five pages and reread those five pages again. So I must have read the 105 pages like three times over. So that probably read it equivalent of like three or four hundred pages and I got exhausted at page 105 and I went off on a different reading spree and I read string um, thing uh, uh, Brian Greene's uh, string theory uh, elegant universe I read uh, time and the technosphere that we have multiple other books and I never got back to getting back to Guru Lesher Bach uh, so that would be my brain food if you want some brain food if you want some brain food you the man show great streamers well the lonely oh my rumble uh chat had stopped lowly low new york city salutations on rumble salutations on rumble so just some fun little reads gang fun little reads uh, for a Monday morning why not why not after a map stream that we did right list 999 salutations on twitch eclectic nickel salutations gang we did three readings to C.S. Lewis because Elder God loves C.S. Lewis. It's 8.04 in the UK and we read book read book three, one and three in book number eight. Okay, I'm gonna add this to our pile of books that we've read, right? And what we're going to do is return to these book readings. So, so far we've read 12 books, so we've got nine more books to, to read, which is basically gonna be three more book reading streams. Okay, three more book reading streams, uh, which we'll do, hopefully we'll finish it off by the end of the year. Next weekend, we're gonna do a movie stream. Okay, uh, we have homework, five movies we're supposed to watch. I hope you've watched the five movies. I got one more movie to watch. So next weekend, we're going to do a movie stream for sure. Or next set of streams. We, we, and oh yeah, it has to be Sunday. Um, as long as Cheryl's available. I'll check with Cheryl and Nala God. So most likely next Sunday, we're going to do our movie stream. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. I'll try to fit in maybe two. I'm going to try to fit in a math stream in there. Like part of it. Plutonic players, you watch Tropic Thunder in Bulgaria. <laughs> How did that low IQ go? 
Oh, Eldegard, you're all done. Nice, nice. I just have one more to watch. I just have one more to watch. Aside from that, gang, uh, nice chill stream after yesterday's heavy, heavy stream, right? Um, so I'm going to do my little outro. Uh, our recording of Lapal Mic is still going. Fantastic. And we're live streaming all three platforms. Fantastic. Gang, if you want what this work is about, I'm on Patreon, Substack, Subscribestar. We do have a Gilded server. You're definitely welcome. Join us in Gilded. We are live streaming on Twitch, Rumble, and SensorTube. And this live stream in its entirety should be up on Bitchu and Nasi, let's say, by next week. Okay. And I'll probably might reload it up again on Rumble and on uh sensor tube as well because uh they stay in the live section not on the video section weird 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 uh the five movies we're supposed to watch gang elder god's putting it up the dirty dozen tropic thunder muppet movie cocaine bear and the one seven ireland <laughs> awesome. i can't remember what it is either <laughs> And Elden God got through cocaine bear. <laughs> Hilarious. Gang, we are recording this on Alpha Mic. It should be available on SoundCloud. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> got you to watch Cocaine Bear and read excerpts from three <laughs> three C.S. Lewis books. <laughs> Myself, mate, he says. <laughs> <laughs> too funny too funny um gang we are on twitter minds vk gab substack notes and getter you can definitely follow the work there for those of you who are supporting this work on all these platforms and more gang thank you very much for the support and the mods mods thank you very much on the stream we had uh Eldegott, uh cheryl and plutonic florist and yesterday we had Nicholas Poppin as well. And I think there was one or two other ones there. Uh, Maz were there. So salute. Thank you very much for having our backs, gang. Thank you very much for participating in this live stream. Uh, nice and chill. Nice and chill. Salute, salute. Mr. 22, just woke up. Uh, Going to have to watch the replay. Thanks, Chicho. Have a good one. You too. You too. Gang. I'll see you guys next weekend. Okay. No, pork cooked. We got off Discord. Pork cook is asking if there's a, we do have a Discord server still, but Discord was censoring uh, servers for no reason in the last two, three years for sharing information, just questioning, talking, <laughs> being human. So Elder God gave us a heads up and we left Discord and we're on Gilded very nice gilded um elder god the fifth movie is the banshee of inshirin um the banshee of inshirin gang i'll see you guys next week and on gilded okay i hope you have a fantastic fantastic rest of your week bye everyone thanks for tuning in everyone i hope you enjoyed this podcast you can follow this work on soundcloud.com backslash chicho c-h-y-c-h-o and if you like this content you can support this work on patreon.com backslash chicho c-h-y-c-h-o a 
Aside from that, I hope you have a fantastic day, morning, afternoon, evening. Bye for now, everyone.